let your power be revealed in your life let your word bring about liberation and let your word bring healing let them who are lost be found and let them who are outside your divine will come into your divine will in the mighty name of jesus spirit of liberty encounter your people in jesus name we pray amen the bible underlines a lot of things but one thing that i know and i've come to understand is that god has his will for every single soul on earth and for us to be able to align ourselves with his will we need to understand what he has written in his scriptures you need to first dive into the scriptures for you to be able to know god's perfect will for your life romans chapter 1 verse 19 verse 20 from the pev translation says something that god clearly shows everybody enough for us to understand the true story about him everyone knows about him even though we can't see god we can know about him if we look at the things he has made we can know about him that he is really great and really strong ever since he made the world we can look at everything that he made and we can know about him from those things so nobody can say that they don't know god i love this translation nobody can say that they don't know god because god is god is god is in everything that we see around god expresses himself in everything that we see so when you step out of your house you see god when you see the sun it's a reflection of god when you see the trees as a reflection of God, when you see men creating cars, men creating phones, it's a reflection of God because God is a creator. The Bible says in Genesis, and God created, God said, let there be, and there was. There was. So the will of God, the divine will of God, when you go to Matthew, when Jesus came into the scene, the Bible says that, and Jesus made mention to his disciples when he was teaching them to pray. He said that you will pray in this manner, that our Father, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, and thy will be done on earth. Thy will be done on earth. God has a specific will in heaven that has to be established on earth. 
His will for us has to be established. But for us to be able to walk in His will, we need to know Him. Because He is the one that gives His will. You can never walk in the will of God if you don't have a relationship with Him. So the first thing that Jesus did was to restore us back to God. So if you realize, any time that the Israelites will walk outside the will of God, they, they are oppressed, they go through a lot of hardship, their enemies are able to what? I mean, beat them, they are able to take away whatever they gather. But anytime they come back and they remember their God, they put aside any inferior God, anything that is taking the place of God in their life, the Bible says that God turns his eyes to them. And from that moment, they walk in the prophetic word, they walk in their divine will, and they see victory. Anytime the Israelites disobeyed God, moved outside the will of God, anytime they went for, I mean, war or battle, they lost because they had what? Disconnected from God. They had turned away from God. The scripture that we read in Romans chapter 1 says that God is seen in everything. So for us to be able to walk in our divine world, we should know that God is in everything. You see, the scripture says that everything will work together for your good. It will work together for your good. If you are in line and you are walking according to his purpose, it will work for your good because everything, the storm, is a reflection of God. He created the storm. He created the man who is persecuting you. He created everything. When we read Colossians, the book of Colossians, the Bible says that Christ is the head of all things. Christ is the head of all things. And for him, and through him, everything was made. Even the powers, the principalities, the evil, the darkness, everything was created for him. So far as that you are connected to the will, you are walking in the path of righteousness. God will usher you into his divine will. But the moment you move outside that, you are no longer under his divine will. You are no longer under his rulership and his authority. And God is not a God who will force things on us. The Bible says he created man to have dominion. That is his will. For us to rule, he made us after his image and likeness. And anytime that we accept Jesus as our Lord and personal savior, the Bible says that ye are little gods. So it means that whatever that God can do, you can. Jesus said that greater things will you do. Okay? Greater things will you do. That scripture is only to them that believe that they are the express image of God. Now there's God's character in everything. And his character reflects his will. Okay, his will. 
It reflects his will. So you realize that a lot of us, we are harboring certain things that is not God's divine will. Matthew chapter 15 verse 13 says something that whatever my father has not planted shall be uprooted. In other words, any will that the father plants has to what? Work together for your good. So if there's something that you are experiencing that isn't working together for his good, that is not working together for the promotion of his will in heaven on earth. It is not from God. Because God plants. He planted his son by the power of the Holy Spirit in the womb of Mary. That his will for you and I will be revealed. That we will be redeemed from darkness. So why is it that we have the will of the Father through Jesus being established. And the Bible says that they are testaments, they are witnesses to what was established through Jesus. When you read 1 John, the Bible says that, and there are three that bears witness on earth. That is what? The blood, water and the spirit signifying the will of the father through jesus christ the bible says and he was pierced and blood and water came out and the bible says that his blood fell to the ground and the ground shook and the curtains in the holies of holy parted and he gave us access to stand before the father that we you and i we can cry out abba father so now, whenever you go on your knees and you cry out, you are crying to your father. And the Bible says in Colossians that we have been redeemed. Colossians chapter 1. We have been redeemed from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his son, the light of God. So we are no more under the kingdom of darkness. His will is that we will be in his kingdom. So if you are in his kingdom, anything that doesn't reflect him, it's not his will for your life. So Romans chapter 1 verse 19 said, everything God is seen in everything. So check your life. The life that you are living, is it reflecting his will? Is it reflecting God? Is God being seen in your life? Is God being seen in that circumstance? If God is not being seen, it is not his will. That sickness does not glorify the Father. Now, sickness doesn't glorify your father in heaven. He said that Christ was made weak, was made poor, was rejected, that you would be made whole. That is his will. That is his will for your life. 
that is his will for your life. So if there's sickness in your body, there's any aspect of your life that is malnourished by sickness. If there's cancer, whatever, it is not his will. The Bible says that when God created man, he said, be fruitful. Be fruitful. So it means that his will for man is to be fruitful. So anytime that you see that you are not bearing fruits in everything that you do, whatever you put your hands to do, and it is not what bearing fruits, it is not his will. That means that that will is a demonic will. The God of this world, the Bible says, where men slept, the devil came to sow tests. In other words, he came to sow and initiate his will in our life. And some of us, we have been a victim of it. Probably we, we slumbered, we fell along the journey with God. When God held our hands, we pulled out and we decided to look in another direction. We failed to look to Jesus, who is the express image of God. Scripture says, looking unto Jesus, the altar and finisher of our faith the initiator of the covenant through which we can partake the will that God has in heaven for us. Anytime that you disconnect yourself from the word, anytime the word ceases to have influence in your life, know that you are moving outside the will of God. Because how can you live your life how can you keep yourself? How can you maintain the promises of God? The psalmist says that your word have I hid in my heart that I will not sin. My book of Proverbs says, said, my son, my daughter, let these words be dear to you. Put it around your neck and around your wrist because they are life to you. So his word is life to us. And sometimes God will use his word to show you his divine will. As you study, the Bible says, beholding his word, like in a mirror, we grow from glory to glory. Anyone who sets out on a journey, when you set out on a journey, you take a step. Or probably you sit in your car if you are driving you sit in your car you set a destination and your responsibility is to focus to look straight and to if you have a gps to listen to what the gps is saying god has given us instructions through his word and it's the holy spirit that will lead us we cannot afford to know his will if we don't have that relationship we cannot walk in his divine will for our life two if we don't acknowledge him in everything that we do when we begin to take the credit of god that it is because of your strength it is because of your wisdom it is because of your your network your association and you do not give thanks to god one thing that you are doing, you are exalting self. 
and anytime self is exalted the spirit comes down the bible says that the flesh and the spirit are in constant battle galatians chapter 5 the death the flesh lasts after the spirit so anytime that you cease to acknowledge god in everything as the scripture says god is in everything when you start to acknowledge god the father lord i thank you for the peace i thank you for the ability to see the day i thank you that you have have, have redeemed me from the kingdom of that as you start acknowledging god you are getting closer to him he said draw near and i will draw nearer as you acknowledge him you are drawing nearer to god And the Bible says that God will surely do nothing unless he reveals to his servants, the prophets, his holy men and his holy handmaiden, who he has set aside as priest to communicate his intention. Anytime God is going to do something or going to turn the life of somebody, God will use a man. When you read, the Bible, the Bible makes us very clear that before Jesus could step into his divine will, it took John the Baptist, the prophet, to usher him into that. Sometimes, sometimes we decide to stay away from God's holy men who are going to instruct and feed us. It says he has given us shepherd who will feed us according to his will that we will grow so you need to have a man and a woman who is connected to god a priest who is speaking over your life who is hearing from god and speaking and as he speaks it gives that clarity as you die as you walk in righteousness God will speak to you in his word. But as you connect yourself to a man and a woman of God, an apostle, a prophet, a teacher, a pastor, they have this relationship with the Father who directs them, opens their eyes and speaks and gives you direction. So things that will take years, God will use a man and a woman of God to instruct you, to channel your path, in the right place. The Bible says in Samuel that when Saul, who was supposed to be the first king, the divine will of God for his life, he was supposed to be the king. But for some reason, he was a donkey chaser. He was looking after a donkey. He was chasing after a donkey. He had missed his divine call. But when the Bible says that when he turned his heart, he said, let me seek the prophet. When his servant directed him, he said, let me seek the prophet. The Bible says, and the prophet met him. And the prophet said, your father's donkey has been found. But you have been selected for another rule. And the Bible says that he anointed him and he called him a king. The leader, the commander of the Lord's army. And thereafter, he anointed him king. The same thing happened to David. David was in the wilderness. Some of us, we have been in our wilderness. We have been moving in circles, not knowing what our life holds. 
not knowing your purpose in life, not knowing what God wants you to do. You are just moving in circles. But the Bible says when the appointed time came, there is an appointed time and that time is now. And the Bible says that, and God sent the same prophet, prophet Samuel. And the Bible says that he sent him into the house of Jesse. And he was about to make a mistake and God said, this isn't the one. And he said, the prophet asked, is there anyone? Do you have any other son? And the Bible says that, and he said, David, yes, in the wilderness. Do you know what? Do you know why God saw David? In the wilderness, David was what? Keeping that fellowship. He was seeking after God. Matthew chapter 6, verse 30 to 33. Seek after the kingdom. Seek after righteousness. As your heart begins to pant after God, after the things of God, to live holy, to live pure, to see to it that the will of God, to see to it that the work of God is being established, to see to it that men and women who are lacking love are receiving the love of the gospel, to see to it that those who are lost in the faith are being redeemed, to see to it that widows and orphans are being met, showing love by the grace of God, ministering to them with your resources, ministering to, to the church with your resources, praying and doing whatever, God will start to align you. God will start to cause people who are supposed to come into your way to locate you. The Bible says that, and they sent out to reach out to David. David thought his life was going to be a what? A shepherd. But the Bible says that for some reason, as he sought God in his secret place, as he sang, as he worshipped, as he fellowshiped with Father Lord in the wilderness, he had no idea for your divine will to be established, oh God, I will be in your presence. The Bible says that his word in Psalm 119, that his word is a lamp unto what? A feet and a light unto a pathway. The more you keep his word you keep on brooding over his word spending time with his word praying and worshiping with his word you keep drawing closer to god the word starts to prove whatever that is not his will from your life and as that goes you know when the light comes upon your life that is the word when it comes upon your life it begins to show you your flaws your weakness it throws light. Then you start to what? Pray. And the Holy Spirit will take it out. Certain weakness, it will take it out. So sometimes, God will take a man. Will take the man through certain processes. Until the time that the man has been renewed and has been what? Refined. And to conclude, the Bible says that we should present ourselves holy and acceptable as a living sacrifice. As you keep on presenting yourself, the Father, Lord, I am coming from this small family. I am poor. 
But Father Lord, I present to my to my kin, myself, my heart, my life, my family, I present it to you. Lead me. He said, commit your ways to the Lord and you shall be established. As you keep on presenting yourself daily on the altar, making your life an altar to the Lord. When you read that scripture, let's open our scriptures to Romans chapter 12. Spirit of a living God, thank you. Romans chapter 12. The book of Romans chapter 12. Verses 1. This is what Apostle being led by the Spirit and inspired was speaking to the church of Romans. He says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you will present your bodies as a living sacrifice. One of the keys for you to walk into the divine will of God for your life is to present yourself. Most of us, we are not presenting ourselves. We want to see certain things manifest in our life. There are certain prophetic words we have carried. There are certain dreams we have seen. But we are not willing to present ourselves to God. Until you present yourself, yourself will rule over your life. Until you die to self and say, Father Lord, not my will. Like Jesus said, not my will, but your will. His divine will is very great. If you hold on to your will, you will die. But you giving your will to the Father and letting his will take over will cause you to leave. And Jesus said, anyone who seeks to preserve his life and to keep his life will lose it. But if you lose your life for my sake, you will find it. What he was trying to say is that you will find the true meaning and the purpose for you on earth. So present your bodies in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, as a living sacrifice. So it is a continuous thing, living every single day. It is not today, then tomorrow you fall, you sleep. No, every single day. Let it be a commitment. And it said, holy and acceptable. Sometimes we are presenting things that are not acceptable. It's not holy. It's your life acceptable. What you are hearing, what you are um, eating, what you are wearing, what you are, I mean, listening to, what you are speaking, what you are thinking about, is it holy? The movies, the songs, is it holy? You see, God has to castrate certain things out of your life. God has to take certain things out of, your, out of your life. Before David became a king, God had to prune that wilderness gradually. Because for you to become a king, for you to enter into that divine will, I need to train you. You are too ragged. Some of us, we are coming from certain backgrounds. If God is going to place you in that marriage, if God is going to place you in that realm of leadership, with that background, you will lead many astray. You will disappoint him. That, that self that you are not bringing under 
the cross, bringing to the cross, that is causing you to mess around with other ladies, that is causing you to, to take things that are not yours. When God place you as a politician, you will disgrace him. So until you allow the Spirit of God to prune and take them out, you can never walk into the will of God. And it says that when you do this, this is a reasonable service. So one of the things that we do to walk into the divine will is to what? Present ourselves as a service. Are you serving God? To walk into God's divine will, serve God with your strength. In the church, you serve God. Find something to do. Be planted. Someone, he said, those who are planted in the house of God, they shall flourish. For you to flourish in his divine will, you need to be planted. Where are you planted? What are you doing in this house of God? Are you connected to the things of God? Are you doing? There are some people who are intercessors. There are people who are, who are administrators. There are protocol. There are people who are, who, are, who are responsible for interceding for men and women of God. There are certain people who are called to support the cause of the gospel. What is your role in the ministry, in the church? And in verse 2, that is where I conclude. It said, and do not conform to this world. Walk in God's divine will, but you are conforming to the things of the world. You are conforming to the will of the God of this world. Fear is not his will, but you are letting fear take over your heart. 